0: Yeah. No!
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Brothers Check About. My name is Matteo, coming to you from Austin, Texas. And as always, from Houston, say hello to my brother, Ken. Say hello, Ken.
0: Peace, and long life.
1: All right. Well, welcome back. We're uh, going to be talking this week about Discovery, Episode 11, The Wolf Within. And boy, oh boy, does a lot of stuff happen in this episode. This This episode just like clicks along. Uh, not a lot of a, uh, uh, well, no, there's some big events that happen in this episode, too. I was almost going to say, like, no, not a lot happens, but uh, no, a lot happens. It just clips along. We got a lot to talk about. So, uh, you know, what do you think, Ken? How is this episode for you? Well, the people who said that
0: that Ash was going to turn out to be Core, that he was really the Klingon infiltrator...
1: It's vogue, not core. Okay. <laughs> this is a thing. This is a thing. Just so you got it.
0: <laughs> Those guys, they were right. <laughs> yes.
1: They sure were. That was a pretty shocking uh, moment. To uh, you know the uh, the internet. Sometimes I can't remember. Uh, very recently there was a TV. It might have been the walking dead thing when Glenn died. I can't remember, but it was one of those big things where uh somebody called it like just oh man, what was the wording they used? It was so perfect. That the internet is just a you know a bunch of using, you know a bunch of information being yeah, you know, work together. People were working together to like piece together the little clues Price and boom they figured out the uh there you go. That's the perfect answer for that. Yeah, absolutely. Crowdsourcing. So uh, apparently, the internet has done it again, and here we are with uh, another question from the internet about where a TV show is going. Who knew it would happen? Well, <clears throat> I don't have much else to say before we get into it. So you know what I'm going to say is the let's... internet has guessed a lot
0: of things about Discovery,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I think a lot of them have turned out to be wrong. This one turned out <laughs> to be correct. So right, you know whether it's a case Dang of reading. It, but... Well, you know maybe God. maybe people read the signs correctly. I mean, after all, right. the, the both character did seem to disappear around the time the ash character showed up, or whether they got lucky. Even a stop clock is right twice a day. You know, it's hard to say, right? You know, in, in economics, you know, there's a kind of a Right, a kind of a cottage industry in predicting the next recession. And uh, you can have people who predicted uh, you know, like 12 out of the last two recessions or something like that, because they just keep, they predict it all the time and eventually they're right. So if you make a lot of guesses, you're bound to get right, you know, sometimes, and I don't want to take anything away from the people who guess correctly, because in fact, they may have been reading the science right.
1: Yeah, correctly. Yeah.
0: But, uh, on the other hand, it's a tricky business.
1: That's right, definitely. Well, when it comes to when it comes to guessing anything, that's true. I mean, that's why nobody's winning the lottery every week, you know. That's, uh, that's exactly right. It's a hard time. All right. Well, uh, as always, I'm gonna try this here, see if it works. Well, let's get to it. Captain's log, starting. It's five-year mission. So, we, it opens with a great shot that goes uh, that like starts way out, goes then like into the nacelle of the, uh, goes into the nacelle, and then uh, you see this like thing that's just um, sparking, 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 and it's just doing that kind of thing, and then uh, and we're way back, so we don't quite know what it is, but we see then somebody's like fixing it. So uh, she then hears somebody talking about. Trees for the forest, or not seeing the forest for the trees, or something. Anyway, she comes down the long hallway, and there's Stamets holding on to poor Hugh Culver as he's babbling on like he does in his uh, deranged state, as it is. Get a similar shot here is the Shinzu. We go, uh, we're outside of that, and we go in, and this time it's Burnham's quarters that we're in, and uh, of course she says she's having trouble sleepover. We get this nice voiceover of what's going on for uh poor burnham in this other world every moment's a test she says so i guess that would make life hard you know uh constantly having to uh to you know be looking over your shoulder constantly wondering if every time somebody talks to you if they're trying to see if it's really you you know that kind of thing it's got to be hard on the other on that uh in this other world don't you think
0: oh yeah that would be a mess you know you think of the turkish court or you know at various times uh the Russian court, you know, the, the times when the people were killing each other all left and right, you have a, a brief period of time but the English court was like this.
1: Uh-huh. It's
0: just kind of a messed up
1: world to, to have to exist in. Totally. So uh, from here, she says that uh, even the light is different in this, uh, in this galaxy, which, A, could just be her, you know, putting... Her stuff onto the uh, onto the new universe, or you know, let's look at it. If we got the if the basic building blocks of this universe are different at a quantum level, as they said, you know, they could tell the two ships apart. Then uh, you know, um, the other then the the light could just be different in the other world. That could actually be a a, you know a true thing coming to uh, you know the other the white lave light waves. Wow. I'm really good tonight. The light waves (laughs) could be very different. She asks them the question, can you stay the person you were, or can you stay this person, this bad person in this mirror universe, uh, if it kills who you were? It's a tough call. I guess that's one of the things we're going to find out here over the next couple episodes. You know, I was wondering, I wrote a note here. I was wondering if maybe the um empathy, you know, that exists in the in in the in our normal federation world compared to this mere universe. If just like going back to that, if if coming going into a world where people were actually kind to each other, if that couldn't just change your attitude, you know, like that. Obviously, if you're one of these people who wants to kill everybody and you go into that good universe, then obviously you're going to take over the world. But I'm saying <laughs> that uh that if you were a, from a good universe went into the bad universe and then came back into the good universe yeah you're probably going to have some good psychological problems going but also just being in the you know more better more empathetic universe is probably going to be good for you yeah you're going to certainly appreciate it more you're not going to take it for granted
0: and every time certainly you that see and a also random act of kindness you're going to stop and go oh look kindness and people will look at you like you're crazy and
1: That is true. That is so true. So, um, she then also, uh, sets up the first or actually it's technically the second part of the t- title of this episode, which is the wolf inside. And this is, uh, what darkness waits inside? She asks. So in this moment, then we find her cuddling with Tyler, uh, uh, then Tyler tells the story of uh, of how he was always scared to go out into the to spacewalk out into space because uh, just is a big black void everywhere you looked up down everywhere, but that the tether for him was always what kept him from tethered. freaking out. And then <laughs> a what tethered <laughs> with a tethered tether. So uh, he said uh, yes. So he says, uh, uh, he's her tether. She basically says the same thing. I thought that was a really nice little sweet moment between them, which will be few and far between from this point on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think so.
1: So Saru so walks in here. Apparently he has free reign to come in whenever he wants, which, of course, helps set up the end of this. Uh, she tells She tells uh, uh Tyler, oh, okay, here. I'm done with you, and then yeah, yeah, and sends him away. And then you know we have this montage of her being taken care of by Saru, uh, you know, a massage and a bathtub and helping her get ready in her gear and all of that, which I thought was really interesting. And then uh, uh then Saru leaves and she gets a call. She gets a call from the, uh, from the discovery, the real discovery. And uh, she says that she can't access the information and that she also is, has no ability to send out said information. Tight Bind here. Uh, Saru then asks if, uh, you know, she's seen any Kelpians in this universe. And uh, she lies and says no, probably not wanting to tell him that, hey, I saw you, but you were a slave to uh, whoever the captain of the ship is. Back on Discovery, uh, Tilly then uh, tells Saru that Burnham deserved to know about Culber, but Saru thought that that would be a distraction for her. Probably a good point. Uh, everyone thinks it was Stamets who killed Culber. But Tilly says, uh, no, no, this isn't Stamets. This person we know right now. This is an unfortunate consequence of a condition of an idled mind, she says. Thinks that she can find a way to bring Stamets back and asks uh, Saru permission to do so, which he then gives. Meanwhile, back on the Shinzo, uh, Burnham gets uh, gets a mission from the Faceless Emperor. Well, before we go we, on, uh, the Faceless Emperor. Yeah, no, go so, ahead. So,
0: one of the great themes of Star Trek, right, is this question of identity. You know, so who are you really? Are you the good Kirk? Are you the bad Kirk in the case of that transporter accident? Are you yeah, the animated thing. are you the good Kirk of the normal universe the bad Kirk of the of the mirror universe right are you you know when you get inhabited by aliens that you know control you which will we'll see happens over and over again in Star Trek is that you or is that the alien you know who are right. you? And what makes you you? And so, in a sense, they're bringing up this question of who is Stamets. Stamets isn't just the body of Stamets, and whatever the body of Stamets does, we blame Stamets for. Yeah, Stamets is a person with you know particular likes and dislikes, and obviously, uh, you know, killing the doctor would not be something Stamets would do.
1: Yeah, I think that that idea of identity comes up a lot in this episode. Uh, obviously, Burnham's already... We, we've heard Burnham's uh, yeah. thing. She's talking about it. She's saying, you know, is, 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 am I this person? Can I stay, keep being this person without it truly affecting me forever? And then later, we get that same issue with Vogue and Tyler. Like, do we even know that that's... I mean, how much of that was really Tyler? How much of it was just Vogue putting on a thing? Was there some kind of mind meshing going on i mean it's really hard to say what tyler is and that might not be an answer we ever get or maybe we'll we'll get it in the next episode who knows i do think we get it in the sense
0: that the interrogation specialist who set him up who made him the manchurian candidate the one who would recite the prayers to remind him who he was she did not intend for him to fall in love with Burnham,
1: right? Which we know so was, then causes. Go ahead. Right.
0: So there was there was something else going on, more than mere probably your programming.
1: Uh, yeah, there's something. There's more to that going on there. We're not sure what it is, but. Uh... plays out a lot over this episode and probably will continue to until we get out of this mirror universe uh, and we find out what really is going on with Tyler there. Well, we'll get to that later. So, um, the mission she gets from the uh, Faceless Emperor is to that they have found the leader of the of the, uh, the resistance and the Faceless Emperor has decided that they should bombard the planet that he's on and take care of everybody in the resistance. But Burnham has a different idea, which is, is that she has decided that rather than bombard the planet from above, that she's going to land down there and find the leader of the resistance, because, you know, the rest of the crew has gotten solved while she was off finding Lorca credits. This also, by the way, I found out on Memory Alpha was the uh, longest teaser that we've ever had in a Star Trek episode. And I don't know if you looked, but it was, excuse me, but it was 14 minutes before we went to the opening credits. Wow. Just a little, yeah, just a fun little thing there. Obviously, you can never do that. Even like Jamie was like in the, like getting ready for work in the background. And she's like, wow, are they only doing the opening credits now? And I'm like, I know, it's a long time. Uh, Back to it. Uh, Burnham finds Lorca, and uh, who uh, tells her immediately, like, "Yeah, just wipe out the rebels. We gotta, you know, we gotta get back to our crew, and we gotta get, get back to our own universe." But but she thinks the suffering has made him soft, or is not his brain isn't working correctly. She thinks that a much more tactical way to solve the problem is to uh, find a way in this universe to negotiate peace with the Klingons. Bring that information then also back to our universe and hopefully negotiate with the Klingons back home. Back on Discover, we find uh, Stamets is in the Spore Drive, uh, and Tilly uh, basically goes on to tell us after a lot, lot of uh, techno babble that uh, Stamets' brain is still stuck in the network, and that the spores may be the only way to get him out. So uh, that's her plan: is to Inject a bunch of spores into the spore drive and hope that that brings him back. Or Tyler and Burnham I'm putting go in the network to stabilize him. Yes, hopefully, they'll at least stabilize him. Exactly. So uh, Tyler and Burnham then beam down, uh, and uh, as soon as they beam down, they are bombarded immediately. But uh, they sort of uh, surrender, drop their weapons. Uh, she demands an audience with the wolf, and again. There's the title, The Wolf Inside. We get a cool shot at, we get a cool Andorian here to look at. We haven't seen any Andorians in this episode, or in this uh, series yet. But I am correct, right, that they were a good part of Enterprise?
0: Yep. In in a lot of ways, they were the species that you really get introduced to. There was a lot of Vulcan stuff, but we wanted to do the Vulcans really well. So in the sense of Enterprise, what we learned a lot was Vulcan history, as opposed to Vulcan culture and person, Vulcan personalities. But the Andorians really get fleshed out as a people in Enterprise.
1: Super cool. Another reason to go back and check it out for uh, for me, that's for sure. So uh, uh, they get taken to their headquarters, I guess. And we find out that Voke is there. Oh, and Tyler here starts uh, freaking out in the background. Burnham. Uh, what's that?
0: <laughs> he does, he freaks out in the background.
1: Yes, he sure does. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, Burnham. So, uh, Burnham uh, is able to talk down Voke, you know, who wants to uh, kill them instantly. She says uh, she needs something from him, but first offers to keep the resistance safe. And he says, "But I am first; must know your true meaning. Bring out the prophet." But not only is it Seric, it is a goateed Seric. <laughs> I love it; it's so good. You're gonna see; it's the alternate universe. So blah blah blah. So he mind melds with uh, with Burnham. He sees the alternate universe. Sees the good. Sees that she has been raised by maybe him. Uh, he's not, maybe he's not sure, but he has been, is She. Uh, he says she has been raised in wisdom and uh, mostly that she means us no harm. And then Burnham gives this look right to the camera, which is like, see, I told you so. <laughs> it was pretty great. Commercial. We go to commercial on that awesome face. Uh,. I only got one commercial during this break, and in the previous commercial break, I didn't get any commercials, so I've been really lucky the last couple of weeks with my commercial uh commercial uh, like, equation ratio
0: yeah well, I mean i don't know i would I wasn't tracking where the breaks were, but it just seemed like every time I had a commercial break, I had three or four
1: yeah that i that's happened to me in other viewings, but for some reason i only got i got none the first time and then one this time. And then I think I only got one or two the next time, but I'm just getting lucky, that's all I can say. Back at it, Voke believes her, which is good. Well, he believes Sarek, let's be honest, but still. uh, She tries to find a way to uh, unite these species, you know? She says, how did you do it? How did did you, help me break this down, but she basically says, how did you figure out a way with your Klingon honor system, with your let's keep Klingons pure, find a way to still work with all these people and work together with these other species. She figures out from Vogue, right? Correct, yes. Okay, good. So... um But unfortunately, Voke here doesn't get a chance to answer because Tyler, who has been freaking out this whole time in the background, yells in Klingon, you must remain Klingon or die. And then he fights Voke.
0: So clearly, the Voke of our world, Uh masquerading as a non-Klingon, oh, the abomination. Right. It is deeply offended by the way, the Vok of the Mirror Universe is cooperating with non-Klingons. Instead of dominating them, he's working with them. He's relying on them, trusting them. Right. And it raises his hackles.
1: Yes, his hackles. <laughs> so uh, Vok beats Tyler pretty quickly. Uh, and then Vok is about to kill Tyler. But Sarek and Burnham both stop him. She says, hey, I'm going to let you rebels go, but I need proof of my good fortune, she says. So she's given a list of listening posts in the area, but by the time they're able to decipher it, those listening posts will be empty. So they beam up, and she has now proven herself to the crew. Back on our discovery, uh, Stamets is uh, still under treatment in in the spore drive, and I totally wrote this quote down wrong, but Tilly basically says something that, Fungi are the only uh, living thing that teeter on both life and death. That's basically the idea was, which is very much what she feels like where Stamets is right now. Right? She was impressed with her knowledge of the uh, Macellia network. Uh, She then asks if he would uh, recommend her for uh, the command tree in Starfleet. And he says, uh, yeah, I'll think about it. Because that's Saru. Uh, But then it all goes wrong. Stamets dies, the metal... Medical team comes in and can't revive him till he starts to cry as we boom hit commercial already on the third commercial break. Man, we are just flying through it this week. Uh, back on the Shinzo, Burnham is now pissed. Whoops! Oh, yeah, back on the back on the Shinzo now. Burnham is pissed at Tyler, right? She's got to know what's happening with him. She says, I not only believed that everything you said was right but I loved you and you didn't just jeopardize me this time. You jeopardized the entire mission, the entire crew back on discovery. Tyler then uh, starts to break down here. He says uh, he admits that he has a a reference, a a reverence, uh, perhaps an affection. Laurel to her. Burnham says she's brainwashed you. So I think this goes back to the point that you were making earlier where he Definitely where Laurel kind of screwed up because she didn't know that Tyler was going to fall in love with Burnham, obviously. But whatever was integrated into his feelings, which is not only Tyler and whatever awful stuff happened aboard the <laughs> aboard her ship, but also Voke in there, who is obviously also has feelings for Laurel being the only like Klingon who actually, you know, uh helped him. Uh Right there again, we're teetering the line: is it Tyler? Is it Vogue? We don't know. Identity lost. Uh, so then we see uh, we see flashes you know, of surgery. Oh, yeah, go so ahead.
0: A little bit. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, we can talk about Vogue. Somebody else who has some interesting. Uh, um, and, and maybe it was a little bit more in the previous episode, but it, and you see it again here playing out is Tilly. Right. Tilly's got to navigate this as Her,
1: well. Yes. I think she might... I don't know. She might be having a little... Yeah. She might be having a little more fun with it than maybe uh, Burnham is in this situation. Well, the,
0: the advantage that Tilly so has she, over Burnham, obviously, is that she only has to maintain it while she's in communication with... The, outside the ship. Then she gets to turn it off. And, and actually, I mean, she's pretending to be captain of the ship, but the minute the... the Communication goes off. Saru again becomes acting captain. And she goes back to being...
1: That's right. Yeah, true. Uh, then we see... So we see flashes of the surgery here. Voke is standing over him. And then the next thing you know, he's on the table next to him. And then there's all this, like, gross, bloody cutting that's going on. Um, and then he says, I don't think I am Ash Tyler of Starfleet anymore. And I've tried to I've tried. I've tried to resist. Uh, But then I saw him face to face, he says. And then now I remember it all. I am Vogue. That Culber was the one who saw through it all. And that he was the one who killed him. She says she needs to contact Saru. But uh, he stops her. And now, now she pulls out the phaser. But as soon as he said he was Vogue, you know, I'd have been like, wait, you're Vogue? You're who? Why don't I just... (laughs) because you know as weird as it is I believe you now I'm going to lock you up that's what's going to happen So, but she has the baser You're drawn on it your an agonizer booth now is ready <laughs> so uh so uh Tyler or Volk whichever they are tells Burnham that uh, she fought like a coward scratching out his eyes she says well that was a detail that I left out in trial it is you she says, but she doesn't fire. So then uh, he goes up and he disarms her and then he chokes her and she tries to do the Vulcan hand pinch but can't quite reach. And then luckily out of nowhere, Saru comes rushing in. Uh, Saru the slave rescues her. And uh, people uh, that detail take down Tyler, revoke, whichever one you want to call him now, and drag him off. Uh, Number one shows up and tells her that uh, Tyler must be executed. You will be sent into space. And there, one of them says, so ordered. What is happening to Burnham? Is this the end of Boak and Tyler? I mean, <laughs> plot wise, I would say, yeah, that could be the end of it. It'd be fine. But story wise, isn't there much more story to tell about this character? I think so. So back on the <laughs> So back on the discovery in the Spore Drive, Stamets still lies there as as, as Tilly looks on. She's uh she's sad and says that I, I hope wherever you are, Hugh is there with you. And then he starts to move and he starts to like shake and it looks like he's coming back to life. Cut to inside uh, Paul's head. He's standing in the network, and then all a of a sudden he meets Elf, who says, "Paul, are you ready to go to work?" That can't be any good, that's all I say. Back on the Shinzao, Tyler is on the transporter pad. Anything to say for yourself, asks Burnham. And in Klingon he says, give me the light to see forever. And then Burnham hits him, boom! And takes her place back back in the thing. Number one gives the knob, but Burnham says, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna do this myself. Or does she? We don't know at this moment, but we hear the awesome old school <laughs> transporter noise and boom. She then asks for Lorca to be brought to her quarters so that for a private interrogation to soothe the betrayal of Tyler. Then we see Tyler, he's been beamed out into space, but seconds later he is saved by the discovery. Voke, <laughs> uh, Tyler, whichever one it is says, you should have let me die with honor. He's like, no, we are still Starfleet. We don't do this to people. Good way to get classified Terran data aboard the Discovery. So, also that. (laughs) Nice little trick there they pulled, uh, getting the data disk uh, transported over to them.
0: This is, of course, the second time they pulled this trick in the sense that in the Battle of the Binary Stars, they put bombs uh, you know, photon mm-hmm. devices on bodies to be tractor beamed back into the the sarcophagus ship.
1: That is true. That is so, so true. Putting stuff on stuff <laughs> to trick somebody else. Yep. A little sleight of hand. That's right. Exactly. Boom. We know their tricks now. They're carnies. The next thing. <laughs> They're carnies. come on here you don't know know. okay anyway so uh, Burnham and Lorca talk Uh, she says she is ready to leave but Sorka says no not yet Uh, you know we got other things we got to do we we got to make sure that they can find the information we got to make sure that uh, that uh, all of our strings have been tied up here in a nice little bow before we get out of here she says I can't survive this place alone And he says, you're not alone. Which, of course, then made Star Wars The Last Jedi. So that was exciting. Suddenly then, another ship arrives and instantly starts bombarding the rebel base. Burnham freaks out. But who is it? Was the internet right again? Is it Captain Giorgio? And it is! It is Captain Giorgio. She is back as the faceless emperor. But here, she is no longer faceless. We see who it is proudly and clearly. And Burnham's problems have just gotten worse. <laughs> so
0: we've had a whole series of characters now that got introduced in the first two episodes who we thought were dead and we we're never going to see them again.
1: And here they just keep showing up. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, we got a, again, much like I was saying with, you know, the boke Tyler character, we got a lot more story to tell with some of these characters. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so yep. get. We get to see uh, Giorgio who is a perfect Federation captain, you know, very calm, very strategic, always thinking about, you know, uh, everything she did, always thinking it through, blah, blah, blah. Now we get to see her be the bad side, the opposite of it, and be a uh, cunning, cunning, tactical, strategic bad guy. So that should be fun. That preview for next week's episode, all I thought was like, holy cow, that's going to be some fun stuff. Because they're setting up. We're setting up so much stuff. We got that of the uh, you know, the mirror universe. We got the that thing with Stamets and his ISS stealth self on the other side. What's that gonna be like? Who knows? And then we've also got uh you know, Shins the you know Giorgio there, uh as the Emperor who's not gonna be very happy with Burnham for not uh blowing up the planet. So I think it's going to be a a, a very fun episode next week. That's all I can say. Uh, All right. Two other little, like, interesting pieces of information. Um, uh, Well, one interesting piece of information is that uh, the mere seri the mirror Sarek here is shown as the leader of the current rebellion of the Terran empire working with Vok. However, in mirror mirror, we have seen Sarek's son loyal to the Terran empire. So this must be continuing the rift that exists between, um, Sarek and son, but yet in a whole different dynamic. Uh, so that'd be interesting if they went into any of that, they probably won't, but wouldn't that be cool? Uh, Yep, that's all I got for this week. Anything else you want to talk about? I know it was uh, not a very character-heavy episode, a lot of action, so it doesn't really give us a lot to sink our teeth into. But uh, anything else you want to talk about that we haven't gotten to? Now, that, that, I think they focused really heavily on that question of identity. All the different characters
0: are in some way kind of playing with it. We got Stamets. We got uh, Ash. We got Burnham. We got a little bit of Tilly. You know, Even to a certain extent, Lorca. And you know, they're all wrestling with, who are you for real? And so as each character kind of wrestled with that question, there wasn't really a lot of room for them to throw some other kinds of questions.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I definitely think that next week's episode is going to be a lot of fun and hopefully gives us a little bit more to dig into as far as other themes and ideas that uh, we can get to. Other than that, that's it. That's all we got for this week uh you can find us everywhere we are literally everywhere now we're on the facebooks we're on uh moons you can find us on soundcloud we're here on uh on youtube so you can even watch us talk about all these dumb things and enjoy that as well so anywhere you want to look for us that's where we are you can listen whenever you want and enjoy the conversation and that's it My name's Matt saying goodbye, and as always, say goodbye, Ken. Live long and prosper. We will see you all next week.